0: A former Penn Stater wins a starting job in the SEC, and Penn State is once again in the top 25. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft? Well, then don't miss the Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe now so you don't miss it. And our stable of fantasy experts, they're going to answer all of your questions live. Or you can submit them ahead of time on their Twitter account at Locked On Network. What's going on, everybody? I am Kevin McGuire, your host here of Locked On Nittany Lions and, of course, the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group and a contributor to AthlonSports.com. And- I'll just say right off the bat here that things are absolutely a little off schedule with our posting of these shows this week. So I apologize for that. Hopefully as the week unfolds, we'll get back more into a regular routine. So just kind of bear with me, but we're still going to give you their five episodes this week. That's a promise to you. I'm not going to come up short for you this week as we have a lot of grounds to cover. We're going to talk a little bit about the AP Top 25 that came out on Monday. Uh, we'll get into that, where Penn State's ranked, where some of the other Big Ten teams are ranked, and of course the Penn State opponents, where do they fit in into the AP Top 25. That's going to be a big part of today's show, but I want to first talk a little bit about a former quarterback and what this potentially means for just having some fun comparing and contrasting as we go into the upcoming season. But before we do that, I just want to make sure that you are never missing a single episode when we post them live. You're going to get them right on the Odyssey app. If you haven't already downloaded that on your phone, do that now because you're going to get all of the Locked On Nitty Lions podcast. You're going to get all the Locked On Network podcasts podcast library right on the odyssey app wherever you go and of course you can check out your favorite sports radio stations your favorite music stations all kinds of podcasts out there you can get it all on the odyssey app that's why i take it with me to work on the go to the gym wherever you're going take the odyssey app with you and carry locked on nittany lines wherever you may go and of course we're available on every other podcasting app out there including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify, however you're listening to my voice right now, make sure you hit that follow button or subscribe button and make sure you never miss a single episode. And then feel free to leave a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing, what you like about the show, what we can improve upon. We do want to share some appreciation to our five-star ratings and reviewers out there. So if you happen to leave a five-star rating, take a screenshot of it and tweet it to us at our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. You can also follow us there. For all kinds of updated twitter conversation and that's going to be a really fun account to be following on saturdays during the fall so if you're not following us already on twitter now's a great time to make sure you're doing that at locked on nittany you can also check us out on facebook at facebook.com locked on and don't forget about our instagram and our twitch account and hopefully pretty soon we're going to have some youtube up and running looking forward to sharing all of those details with you as soon as that becomes a possibility So, as I mentioned in the intro, a former Penn Stater has won a starting job in the SEC, and I don't think it's really much of a surprise that former Penn State quarterback Will Levis, who transferred to Kentucky this offseason through the transfer portal, has officially been named the starting quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats. Head coach Mark Stoops made that announcement earlier, uh, I believe, over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, and it was... Pretty much to be expected. Kentucky had nowhere to go but up. As far as their offense was concerned, uh, at least throwing the football. And Will Levis, with the kind of experience that he already had gained at Penn State, even though it was as a backup to Sean Clifford, he still had some potential. We we saw some glimpses of what Will Levis can do. And considering the need for a quarterback at Kentucky, it looked like he was going to fit in pretty easily and become a really strong candidate to win that starting job. So he has officially been named the starting quarterback for Kentucky. So. Obviously, in the ICC, it's going to be pretty rough. And again, Kentucky's passing offense had a lot of room to improve last season. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with that starting opportunity. If you follow him on Twitter, obviously he's relishing in the moment and uh, you know soaking it all in and appreciative of the opportunity to be a starter. And that's why he left Penn State because he was not going to be the starting quarterback for the Nittany Lions with Sean Clifford still around, uh, entering his third season as starting quarterback. But it is going to be pretty fun to uh, just kind of compare and contrast what happens with Sean Clifford and Will Levis because I already can see the writing on the wall now if Sean Clifford has any struggles at any point this season one of the first things that some critics will point to is what is Will Levis doing and if Will Levis is lighting things up and leading Kentucky to some big moments with that offense there's going to be a lot of uh, questioning about whether or not Penn State made the right decision to stick with Sean Clifford now I honestly believe that Penn State is in a much better position with this offense with Sean Clifford at the helm I don't think that Will Levis was going to be uh, the answer at the quarterback position Uh, but obviously the loss of Will Levis did create a little bit of an issue for Penn State this offseason with regard to quarterback depth and experience behind Sean Clifford if Sean Clifford is banged up or if he has his struggles like he did last year The question about what Penn State does with the quarterback position is a very fair one. And it is one that has been broken down from every different angle at every point this offseason. Going into spring football, what's Penn State going to do to develop some of those younger quarterbacks? Are they going to add a quarterback through the transfer portal? Were they a legitimate uh, candidate to land the transfer of a former LSU quarterback TJ Finley? who ended up ended up going to um, Auburn. So uh, obviously Penn State came up short on the transfer portal market, but we're still kind of wondering, what is Penn State going to do? I mean, at this point, it does feel as though there's nothing to do, but hope for the best for Sean Clifford, first and foremost. And then hopefully, if you do need to go to another quarterback option behind Sean Clifford, one of these other guys, Taekwondo Roberson or um, Christian Velo, are they going to be ready to kind of step in and show what they can do? And I feel as though the the narrative has changed a little bit, at least as far as James Franklin and some of the things that he has said about the quarterback position. It doesn't feel as though it is as urgent of a, a need of focus coming this close to the start of the regular season as it felt as though it was in the spring. Obviously, I feel as though Penn State is going to be hoping that they don't have to uh, take Sean Clifford out of a game at any point in time. And if that's the case, then that should bode well for Penn State. But uh, i've always said you know for a while now that this season feels as though it's going to be sean clifford or bust for this penn state offense so obviously they're kind of hoping that this is going to be the best that sean clifford has had as the starting quarterback at penn state and i think there's lots of reasons to believe that it will with mike yurcich as the offensive coordinator with Jahan dodson coming back a wide receiver some of these other younger wide receivers kind of continuing to develop really strong running game and of course uh, an offensive line that looks like it could be one of the more solid ones that we've seen under james franklin so Lots to like about what Sean Clifford has going into the upcoming season, but it will be pretty fun to just kind of take a peek to see what Will Levis is doing with the Kentucky Wildcats this season in the SEC. Well, last week, as far as the weather was concerned, was incredibly brutal. Hot, humid, and for someone like me who sweats very easily as soon as I step out the front door, it was not a very pleasant week. And I wish that I had these antiperspirant wipes from Sweat Block, which just arrived at my front doorstep on Monday. And I'm giving them a shot this week to see what they're all about. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of reaction my body has because I need something that's gonna help cool me down and prevent me from sweating and being the stinky guy at work, right? So SweatBlock seems to be the product that's coming to my rescue. What is SweatBlock? Well it's doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use and they've got a dry shirt guarantee because there's nothing worse than putting on some deodorant and you having that deodorant stain on your shirt. Well That's not going to be a concern for you with Sweatblock. They're the best seller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews and it's manufactured in the USA. So if you want to check them out for yourself, highly advise you to give it a try as well. So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. You can also order on Amazon or at your local CVS. If you're not already following us on Twitter, please, Highly advise you to do that right now by giving us a follow at Nittany. Not only can you send us your questions and your comments that can be used in an upcoming episode, including on Twitter Tuesdays, which might be a little off schedule this week, but we also have some fun on game days. And, of course, Penn State's football season is just a couple of weeks away, so it's going to be a fun Twitter account to follow. We're going to have some fun. We're going to share some insight. We're going to share some uh, reaction, and we're just going to have some silly fun uh, on game days during Penn State games. So make sure you're giving us a follow right now at Locked On Nittany. So as I said, the season is quickly approaching and the preseason polls continue to be coming out. And I did get a chance to vote in the FWAA National Football Foundation's Super 16 poll. Once again, we will discuss that once that poll does officially go live. I will say I did include Penn State in my top 16. I'm realizing already that I'm probably a little bit more optimistic than some with regards to where the Nittany Lions are going to be this year, but we are getting a sense nationally where Penn State stands. And it's not too surprising to see where Penn State is appearing in the preseason coaches poll, which was released last week, and the preseason AP Top 25, which was released on Monday afternoon. Now, if you go back last week, Penn State appeared at number 20 in the USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll. Uh, not too surprising. They were the fifth of five Big Ten teams to appear in the preseason coaches poll. They were also the fifth of five Big Ten teams to appear in the AP Top 25. Penn State makes a debut in the AP Top 25 at number 19 in this year's preseason poll. Again, not too surprising given what we saw last year, with, which built some of the questions that Penn State has coming into the upcoming season. As I've said all along, and as I've, so I've been saying on this podcast for the past couple of months, I'm a little bit more optimistic that Penn State is a better team than a top 19 or 20 team. I think this is a team that could potentially be in the top 10, but they have to go out and earn it. And earn it, they certainly will. Because every Big Ten team ranked ahead of them in both of those polls, they're going to face. And they're going to face three of them on the road. Obviously, Ohio State is the high-ranking team at number four in both of the preseason polls. Wisconsin is at number 15 in the preseason coaches poll and number 12 in the preseason AP top 25. Uh, Indiana comes in at number 17 on both polls. And the Iowa Hawkeyes come in at number 18 in both polls, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the pecking order right now as far as the national perception of penn state and the big 10 is concerned so penn state obviously has some work to do and they're going to get that first opportunity in week one september 4th on the road against the wisconsin badgers it's a game that i continue to say is a good litmus test for penn state and it seems as though coming out of uh, training camp or fall camp whatever you want to call it it, that seems to be a motivating factor listening to some of the things that james franklin had to say uh in the last couple weeks about opening up against wisconsin it kind of sets your 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 attention span and gets you dialed in a little bit differently than it would a typical opening game to the season that you would you typically get against a team that you're expected to beat by three or four touchdowns. And That's certainly not the case here with a road game against Wisconsin, where Penn State continues to be a, an underdog, three and a half points to four points, depending on the line you're looking at. And I continue to say, I really like that line. As far as Penn State's concerned, I would take that line and run with it i think that that's where you're going to get your biggest profit there but i do think that penn state has potential to beat every team on their schedule uh, maybe aside from ohio state <laughs> and i just feel as though penn state can arguably be the better team in every game they play except for the ohio state game so i'm not saying that penn state is going to go 11 and one i would think that that would be a miracle but this is a team that could potentially win 10 games now again it all goes back to that offense as far as I'm concerned. They have to cut down on the turnovers from what we saw last year. And obviously, Sean Clifford is going to be a big factor in that. And Sean Clifford is going to be a big theme as we're building up to the start of the season. So uh, if you haven't gotten used to that discussion already, get used to it. Because it really is an important factor in predicting what Penn State's going to do this year. And I think that that's why there's some some level of skepticism about where Penn State is compared to some of these other teams in the Big Ten I think as far as talent is concerned, they have easily the potential to be the the second best talented team or second most talented team in the Big 10, but because of the struggles that we saw last year and some of the injury concerns that we saw last year with Noah Kane, uh the fact that they don't have any experience behind Sean Clifford, uh third offensive coordinator in 3 years even though I think it's an upgrade. And I think that that is all playing a part into evaluating where penn state is coming into the upcoming season also a very challenging schedule so i think one of the things you do when you put together these preseason rankings is predict how teams are going to end the year and when penn state has to go on the road against wisconsin and iowa and ohio state uh, also has to play an indiana team that i don't think was a fluke last year but is probably not as good as they were perceived to be last year uh michigan's always a little bit of a toughie too so it's a challenging schedule i didn't even mention auburn so uh i think that that's one of the things that comes into it you know a lot of people probably expect penn state to lose two three maybe even four games and that would justify a number 19 or a number 20 ranking i think when all things are considered i mean you obviously consider the quality of opponents to be pretty respectable given the fact that ohio state wisconsin Iowa, Indiana, they're all ranked ahead of Penn State. So you certainly can't go into the season thinking that Penn State is better than those teams and should be expected to win those games based on those rankings alone. But again, Penn State's going to have something to prove. And I feel like having a chip on your shoulder and having something to prove as a motivating factor, that can bode well for a team that is well coached. And I do think that Penn State is well coached. I do think that the message is delivered from James Franklin. Obviously, last year was the anomaly, I believe. And that's the big question. Was last year an anomaly? Was it something that's just completely bonkers, talked up to just being in the 2020 season? That's the biggest question that Penn State's going to have to answer, and they're going to have to answer with authority. You come out in week one and you put a good beatdown on Wisconsin in their home stadium, then that is a message that is delivered to the voters very quickly. I think Penn State, if they get off to a good start with a win against Wisconsin follow that up a couple weeks later against Auburn, Penn State's going to move up the rankings very quickly because I do think that they are that good of a team, potentially, if things are clicking on all cylinders right at the start of the season. They cannot afford to get off to a slow start, not with this schedule and not in the eyes of the voters. You lose a game against Wisconsin, you could very well fall out of the top 25 going into week two. I don't know if that will necessarily be the case unless they get blasted by Wisconsin, which I certainly don't predict that would happen. but I do think that it is incredibly important to show that you are competent on offense, efficient on offense, and not turning the football over. Even if you lose a close game against the Badgers, you're still going to be a top 25 team, I would think, going into week two. But obviously, a win against Wisconsin could see Penn State rise up the rankings very quickly in both the AP top 25 and the coaches poll. So while Penn State may need to move their way up the rankings, there is a clear definitive number one when it comes to protein bars and that of course starts with Built Bar the best tasting protein bar on the market the protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar and they are giving back in a big way. Did you get a chance to see what Built just recently did with the student athletes at BYU? Thanks to name, image and likeness, they are paying for the education of a bunch of walk-on players with the BYU program Shout out to our friends over at Locked on BYU for covering all angles of that. But Built Bar really is the go-to option for me. I have a built Bar in my lunch every day. It's my mid-morning snack. It helps me get me through to the lunch break. It's a long workday sometimes, and you need something that's going to help fill you up, but also something that's healthy, and that's what's so great about built Bar. They've got a variety of flavors that sound too good to be true, but every single option that they have is going to come between 17 and 18 grams of protein, just five or four grams of sugar, only four grams or five grams of net carbs, depending on your flavor, and you compare this to some of the other protein bars out there, you're not going to get anything like this. Built Bar got mint brownie, coconut almond, double chocolate. Again, too good to be true, right? Well, you got to check them out for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com for the best tasting protein bar out there. Now, built Bar maybe going to satisfy your appetite, but what about your appetite to gamble on some sports? Well, there's no place to go for that other than bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. They've got updated odds, future bets, prop bets for all things in all the world sports, including college football. So take a look at some of those early week one lines. Take a look at those Big Ten futures to see where Penn State ranks i already told you earlier in the episode that penn state is plus four in week one against wisconsin i love that one but make sure you check out all the lines and find the bets that are suitable for you and it's so easy to get started it's totally free to sign up for an account on betonline.ag you can do it on your phone right from your couch you can do it on your laptop just go to betonline.ag and sign up for your free account and then when you make your first deposit make sure you use the promo code locked on and bet online is going to top on a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that is free money folks you got to take advantage of that because you're not going to get that deal anywhere else bet online is your online sportsbook experts Coming up in our next episode, we're going to take a look at some of the anonymous quotes that coaches around the Big Ten said about James Franklin and Penn State uh, coming from Big Ten Media Day. I saw some of these anonymous quotes courtesy of our friends over at Athlon Sports. Again, I am a contributor to Athlon Sports. I did not contribute to this particular story, but I wanted to have some fun discussing about some of the ideas and thoughts that people have about Penn State uh, coming from within the Big Ten community. Because nobody scouts Penn State quite like Big Ten coaches. So very curious to see what they have to say. So we'll talk a little bit about that in our next episode coming up. So I do have a couple of quick closing thoughts. We do know that the Big Ten Network made a stop in Happy Valley. And I think Howard Griffith came away with the impression that the running backs at Penn State could potentially be the best in the Big Ten. Now, I've been saying this for a while. I think that Penn State's got a real good strong suit at the running back position. I don't know if I'm going to say that Penn State clearly has the best running backs in the Big Ten, but they certainly have a very good collection of them. With Noah Kane hopefully coming back and having a whole, full, healthy season, that would be a huge lift for this Penn State offense. But the addition of John Lovett, the transfer from Baylor, the rise of Kivon Lee, uh, I think that Devin Ford's going to mature and develop and continue to grow from his early experiences that we saw last year. And then there's also Kazai Holmes thrown into the mix, too. There's a lot to like about the running back position at Penn State. Now, I went into the 2020 season feeling that Penn State did have the best running back duo in the Big Ten in Journey Brown, of course, and with Noah Kane. Obviously that didn't pan out for various reasons journey brown had to medically retire due to uh, something that was discovered leading up to the start of the season very unfortunate for him hopefully he's still doing well i haven't really checked to see what the latest is on journey brown hopefully he's up to uh, some good things these days and then obviously noah kane got injured pretty much as soon as the season started last year so he never really got a chance to live up to some of the hype so those were two big running back losses for Penn State that kind of threw a wrench in the whole offensive plan right out of the gate last year. I think that, that contributed to a little bit of a slow start, too. But regardless of the fact, I think that Penn State, once again, is coming into this upcoming season feeling pretty good about what they have at the running back position, and they should. Penn State's the only school in the country with three running backs appearing on the watch list for the Doak Walker Award, which goes to the nation's top running back. And you got three options on the watch list. That's speaking pretty highly of what the kind of talent you have at the running back position coming into the new season so i don't think that howard griffith is all that far off in suggesting that maybe penn state does have the best running back room in the big 10 and again he still has a couple spots left in the big 10 network tour of the big 10 so i don't know exactly which stops they've made up until this and which ones they still have remaining but the fact is Penn has got some good faith in the running back position. And James Franklin kind of noted on this uh, back during the spring that a guy like John Lovett can be a home run threat. We know that Noah Kane can be a bruiser. Uh, you know, Kevon Lee has shown some glimpses in his opportunities last year. And I still think, again, Devin Ford can be a contributor. And Kazai Holmes, a lot of people are excited about him as well. So there's a lot to look forward to at the running back position. And playing behind what may be one of the more stable offensive lines that we have seen under James Franklin certainly could go a long way. I don't know if I'm at the point where I believe that Penn State's running back position is their best position on the offense, but I think it has the potential to be that. And I've said this before i think having three guys on the doke walker list is great i don't expect any of them to win the award because i think this is an offense that's going to utilize a bunch of different guys in different roles and that's unfortunately going to lead to a somewhat diminished running back production as far as rushing yardage total is concerned and i think that's what you need to make a case for the doke walker award but the bottom line is if Penn State's running game is contributing to wins, it doesn't matter who's getting those yards or how they're being accumulated. Just get the production and the efficiency on the ground, and you're going to feel pretty good about what your season is going to do. I think if the running game has a good year this year, along with Sean Clifford showing that he can be efficiently reliable, then Penn State is in store for a fantastic season, maybe one that where they can win 11 games. I'm not going to say 12. I'm not going to go there just yet because I do think that Ohio State is still a very clear obstacle that is going to be incredibly difficult for anybody to hurl, including uh, road trip to Columbus. But there is a lot to like about this Penn State offense. I've said it, I don't know, countless number of times this offseason. The more I look at it, the more I'm thinking that this offense has a really good chance to be fun to watch and to put up a lot of points and put up a lot of yards. Uh, both on the ground and through the air. I think the potential is there. We're going to see very soon just how realistic that expectation can be because they're going to be challenged very heavily in that week one game against the Wisconsin Badgers. Of course, we're going to lead up to it with plenty more preseason thoughts and commentary. And of course, once the season gets going, it's go time. We're going to have a lot of fun right here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm happy that you joined me today and happily that you're joining me this offseason and getting ready for the start of the new college football season. It's going to be here very soon, guys. So now's a great time to make sure you're in on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. And make sure you're checking out all the other great content on the Locked On Network because we've got Locked On Bets. You know, betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you're listening to the Locked On Bets podcast. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you get daily picks, you get blowout specials, and my personal favorite, the wrong team favorite picks. Lee Sterling also is going to give you his lock of the day, so make sure you're following the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And hopefully you're getting your podcast on that Odyssey app, including Locked on Nittany Lines. Download the Odyssey app on your phone. Take us with you on the go in the car, on the bus, on the train, at work, at the gym. Just load it up when you're making dinner. Whatever the case may be, you can catch every episode of Locked on Nittany Lines, Locked on Bets, Locked on Big Ten, which I'm over there on the Tuesday edition once again, previewing all things Penn State. Lots of content right through that Odyssey app, so make sure you got that downloaded. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following us on your favorite podcasting app and on Twitter at Locked on Nittany and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Nittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB and check us out over on NittanyLionsWire.com for continuing Penn State discussion and coverage leading up to the start of the 2021 Penn State football season. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening once again. Thank you for the support and understanding as we have a little bit of a flexible schedule this week. We're trying to get them all in there for you, though. So go and have a fantastic day, whatever day you may be listening to this. And we'll talk to you next time.